Tell the people what you were just telling me. Okay, well, first of all, don't be upset when this episode is quick because it's the Tuesday after Labor Day where it's been a bajillion degrees in California and I don't have AC. So I turned all the fans off to record this. So we're making it quick. It's brutal. But anyway, I'm breaking out all over like my forehead and my cheeks. I feel like it being so hot and like sweating and the dryness and it just being in the sun. Like I just, over the summer when it gets hot, I feel like I just get a lot of acne and I just, but I've been trying to put that sulfur on it because Gabby taught me there's like this little sulfur thing. What is that for? That's for, for, um, it's like more fungal. Bacterial or fungal acne. Yeah. Yeah. So it seemed like it helped a little bit. So I don't know. But you know what I did want to say that you completely changed my life on is you. (gasps) Tell me. I was uh, complaining endlessly once again about my French girl hair and Mm -hmm. how I just have frizzy hair despite all of my attempts to do anything. And then you were telling me to look into oil pulling. Did I say this on the podcast already? I don't know, but please talk about it. Or not oil pulling. Sorry, that's the tea thing. Just like hair oiling and oil rituals. And I was looking all into it. And I discovered that I have low porosity hair, which means if you put a single strand of hair in a bowl of water, like hair that absorbs water healthfully will sink to the bottom. Mine floats on top despite however long it is. Like my hair doesn't absorb water. So it's always frizzy. So the way you have to like penetrate conditioner and oils and everything into your hair is different. So I found this brand called Squigs because I was looking up different hair oil and I had their hair oil and their face serum. And they're a small, you know, woman owned brand, woman owned business. And I'm fucking loving them. Love. It is helping me so much. And I'll, I'll do the whole routine where you, I've only done it a few times. I should be doing it more, but you like heat up the oil and you dap it all yeah, over yeah, your yeah, scalp. Yeah, yeah. My scalp feels way healthier. I feel like that's probably the reason why I don't have dandruff right now in this dry ass heat. Probably. Like it. So squigs, everyone look them up. The price point is good. They only make two products, both products fucking slap. I'm very into both of them right now. Mahal, I swear to fucking God. No, she can't. She can't. She can't. She can't. She's been so good. I'm no, I'm going to, I'm just going to change her treat. Real quick, I'll tell them what we were just doing. Perfect. Perfect. We just recorded a really fun episode for Patreon. We tried something a little bit new. If you guys are on there, you know that like our content is much more relaxed and you guys get so much more tea. Not that this is inauthentic because obviously like this is as authentic as you know it's gonna get when you're putting things out there on the internet, we like to think. But Patreon does have a little bit more of like behind the scenes type stuff. So we just filmed a video for that. That was like a really nice catch up. And it was basically like a recorded phone call between Meadow and I am. So sign up because it actually, we actually do give on Patreon. And I know we say it often, but like the amount of, that's what I was just saying. I was like, it's different. I said that like you and I are as authentic as authentic can get on the fucking internet because at the end of the day, like we're not going to say our addresses, but like, I don't know. We open up more than we would normally there on Patreon. I don't know if it's a facade, but there's it's just some, there's though, a safety was, behind a paywall. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was explaining that to my sister because my sister is, you know what, for people that don't know, first of all, my sister was visiting this weekend. I talk about it. But second of all, my sister is a certified massage therapist and a Reiki healer or Reiki master, whatever they're called. Like just very, very, she's always been a healer. It's kind of nuts. Like she did work on my body this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ev- it feels like every single point that she touches, my body was like, oh my God, that's the exact point that I needed to be. Mm. It's actually uncanny. And then the next day it made me so emotional. And she has this whole thing about how she thinks that 
a lot of physical things that we experience are also like past emotional wounds that we can work through and trying to integrate that. It's the coolest thing in the world. Uh, my acupuncturist who's going to come on the podcast. No, seriously. Wait, I was saying all that for a reason. What was I saying? I don't know. Patreon. Oh, I was explaining Patreon to her. Anyway, that was such a fucking rant for no reason. But I was like, oh, she wants to bring some of that work to the internet and like make content and do workshops and kind of like teach people her integration style because it's a pretty unique approach and whatever. And I was sharing with her because she made a Patreon way back in the day, but doesn't use it. And I was sharing with her when the internet is already the wild, wild west, when people are willing to invest something like the, we invest so much fucking time into what we're putting out. It's unbelievable. And what you get back is is like someone that sees 30 seconds and can write a comment, whether it's mean or not. Like it just having, having a material paywall feels like a more even energetic exchange for how much work we're putting into something. And it, it shows us that you're you're showing up with a different level of like respect or safety or like interest. And so it allows us to kind of open up in such a safer way. That is a good way to look at it because honestly, guys, it's like, and I can't wait to talk about it once this thing that we're working on is out, but it's like, we had this idea and we're like, oh, let's do this. And then we actually started to do it and we're like, oh my God, this is so hard. And there's so much work that goes into it. And like, it's just, it's true. It's like, you guys see like the one minute or the 60 second, like, I can't talk. The 60 minute. (laughs) Whether, well, I mean, I guess it depends whether you're listening to the podcast or seeing a TikTok or something. So you're right on all accounts. I should have had another coffee before we started doing this. I did have another coffee. And I was going to say, speaking of our secret project, by the time this comes out, you guys know what the secret project is in two days? Like three days after this comes out, I think. Yeah. You'll know what it is. Per. Per. God, it's so fucking good too. It's so, I want to talk about it so badly. I know. We're going to have to have a whole episode just dedicated to that. Oh, absolutely. And to absolutely. our imposter syndrome that we had in creating it. You know, what's a good transition was we haven't even talked about Miami and our girls trip and our girls trip. We did a lot of special project work on secretly. We did. Okay. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, which like, what are you doing? Meadow and I <laughs> went to Miami recently together with Maddie as well. And Miss Maddie Bragg, for anyone that's new here, our best friend. Meadow, you'd been once. Yes. Maddie had been never. I had been for work. I grew up there, if you don't know, because you don't hear me talking about it enough on this podcast. (laughs) Um, Like anyone. I I was really excited. I was a little stressy pants, I won't lie, Mm -hmm. when I first thought about the idea, just because I was like hosting them at my parents' house. And like, I felt the need to like show you guys the whole thing. But once we got there, there was just an air of calmness. And I would love to hear from your perspective, like how you found it, how you liked it, like what the vibe was. Oh, it's exactly what I wanted more. And I knew you were stressy pants because you were texting Maddie and I the weeks leading up like, okay, so what do you guys want to do? And do you want to try this? And you want to do that? And Maddie and I are like, we're going to wake up every morning and just figure out what the fuck we want to do. Just music to my ears. And we did. And it was perfect. I haven't been on like a real vacation, like an actual true vacation in so long. And I literally came back like, Oh yeah, this is why people you did do this. say that. I told you I had so much energy, I had excitement, and I want to specifically make a special shout out to the day after a vacation. And I highly recommend anyone that's going on vacation or even we went what four days, even like a long weekend, take the extra day off work, but get home the night before. Like if you got home on Monday, say you're not coming back to work till Wednesday, because that first day back oh, for sure. I that first day back changed my entire life. Cause not only did I come back from vacation, but I like, I really reintegrated. Like I went through 
all my fucking like meditation and journaling that I hadn't done. I went grocery shopping. I cleaned the apartment. I did that. Like having the day to yourself to do all the things and reacclimate and get back onto mm-hmm. your routines and in your zone, do some laundry. Like, oh, and I had the best day. Every interaction I had with someone, I was like, nice. They were nice. Good stuff was flowing. I had good luck that day. Like, oh, it was really an ode to the day after vacation. Get your Take that extra day off to get your shit together because it feels amazing. That's a really fucking good point because if I didn't, and I came back. I took a little bit more time and I went to the Bahamas with my family. And that was really wholesome and really fucking cute. But I didn't take the day. Like I hit the ground running the next day. And my suitcase stayed on the floor of my mm-hmm. closet for a whole week. I unpacked the first did the day after I got home, which I've never done in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, I know we all know you're trying to prove something to Aaron, but we're glad enough. We- <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we're glad That's no matter true. the intention That's it got true. done. That's true. So fucking funny. Yeah. Do you want to talk about reframing home? Were we able yeah. to reframe home for you? I mean, it made me so happy that you guys liked it as much as you did. And I love for hearing that. And time. I'm glad that like you need because guys, my we got the full just... Gabby tour. Wait, I do want to say we got we got both her parents, which we had met your mother, obviously, but we got both your parents, we got your stepdad. I got elementary school, middle school, high school. I got where she hooked up in a car where the cops came over and looked at her. I got, we got the full Gabby experience. <laughs> I was like, guys, I've had sex there, I've had sex there, I've had sex there. It was so much fun. It was so much fucking fun. Keep going. Oh my God. I'm honestly like, thank God. Get get yourself some friends to align with the shit that you like to do because I love to give a tour of my town. And I loved that they loved it. No, it really helped me reframe home because I, in the past, have had this really weird thing with Miami where like I have such pride Mm -hmm. in like being from Miami and growing up there. And I loved being raised there. But at the same time, like I think this you can feel this with anybody's hometown. Like sometimes you feel like the people that like stay. Now it's different because we're at an age where like people have come back. But like when I first left to college, it was like I had this like weird energy of like, oh, everyone that stays is like a mm. loser, which like isn't. I feel like a lot true. of people think that about their hometown, which like isn't true mm-hmm. at all. And I just had so many like my own projections that I was putting onto other people and like mm-hmm. my own expectations that I was trying to meet. But at the time, it was like every time I went home, I just felt like that weird sticky energy and I felt like I was back in high school and I just felt like I was being judged again, even if I wasn't. It was like my own projections. I I don't know. I just always had this like weird – Miami's a small place and like Mm -hmm. people know everything about everyone and Mm -hmm. I would just get like really anxious and like angry, couldn't really enjoy it for what it was. And then over the past couple of years, I've like, you know, developed new friends there and I've like reframed it in that way. But – this time, so the past year, I've really been thinking about like, I love LA. I'm not moving anytime soon, but like, I do miss Miami a lot. And like, I do miss having my family around and I do miss like that type of lifestyle. And like, it's a lifestyle that like I want to hopefully be able to give to my kids. And like, not that I'm anywhere near having children, but like, mm-hmm. it's closer than it's mm-hmm. ever been. When we went together, it was really like, it was the first time I went and I didn't have any complaints. <laughs> like, yeah. to be really honest, like, it was the first time I went that I like loved being with my mom and my stepdad all the time. That's that I so like loved fun. being in the house. Like, I liked being, like, I really appreciated family more than I ever have. Like, seeing you guys interact with them was so special and like hang out and just like want to hang out. Yeah. Like we were when we were all like with Javier, like listening to his music and like, oh my God, that was, I was just going to take, you took the words out of my mouth. That was like part of my favorite. That was some of my favorite time. Yeah. Like Meadow, my room. stepdad, definitely kindred spirits, the two of you. Oh yeah. And his, wait, let me just say for the people listening, this man's record, co- not only record collection, but setup and dedication 
to his like listening experience and preservation experience. It is no, it's wild, fucking unbelievable. Like I wasn't allowed to touch. I wasn't allowed to go in there growing up. Like, it was, yeah. like <laughs> meanwhile, he's like Meadow. You got to check this out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic. He's like Gabby. Stay outside. <laughs> Literally. Um. So yeah, it was really special. It really was like a very wholesome trip. It was so good. It and was it was so good for really, the soul. It was really it was good food for the soul. For the soul. It helped me reframe Miami. And also like that trip to the Bahamas also helped me reframe it because we talked about this on the Patreon episode about your relationship with your mom. And I'd love for you to like share a little bit on here of like when you just like understand your parents are humans and like understand that sometimes like their shortcomings, like we've been able to actually like come to fruition with. Mm -hmm. And I really noticed that on this trip, I accept my parents for who they are and I have like the forgiveness and the compassion and like I'm working through my own shit with them, but like at the end of the day, like I want them to be around for my kids. I like love them. I think they're great parents and people and did the best that they could with the tools that they had at the time. Why am I going to sit here like when I'm continuing to do work and they're continuing to do work being like cranky about stuff when like at the end of the day, I'm just grateful for the time I get with them. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have a lot of friends with dead parents and that makes <laughs> us all really happy to hear. You're like embodying the lessons that we like say. And I mean, I said it to my sister too, because we both yeah. go through like moments with our with our mom in particular. And I was just yeah. like, I don't know, man. Like I just, I want her around and the, all she wants is to be around. And like, mm -hmm. I just, I want, mm -hmm. I want that for the future. And like that, it sort of felt that way when I was like with them in the Bahamas. Like it didn't feel like I was like hanging out with my parents. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They, I had, um, a friend that I've known since like fucking middle school forever, John Ramirez. He's definitely not listening, but shout out if you ever listen. Hi, John. But he in college used to say this joke all the time and it would make me laugh so fucking hard. Like just he's the f one of the funniest people ever, but he'd always like imitate people or do something and be like, I hate my parents. Or like if someone was mean or rude in a store, he'd be like, oh, I hate my parents. Like hating your parents is such a fucking cop out. Like when you grow up, it's kind of like the first thing you learn yeah. to reconcile with your parents being human and being honestly just two people that fucked without a condom and now we're responsible <laughs> to raise a human. Like the amount of Literally. times my mom have said that to me, like she's like being a parent doesn't mean anything. It means they were too drunk and didn't use a condom. Like it doesn't indicate any level of emotional intelligence or, or work on yourself or whatever, which is scary. And we just put so much pressure on them to be We perfect. put so much pressure on them, but I, I was sharing on that Patreon thing, similar to what Gabby said, where recently we were talking about like our ins and outs of the summer, things we're like calling in more of and things we're letting go of. And one of mine was resentment specifically against parents. I just mm -hmm. think my mom has done so much self-worth recently or self-worth. That's funny. Self-work. Freudian slip there probably. Self-work recently. And I'm honoring that. And then still sometimes she does shit where I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're the mom. Same. Like I'm the kid. How is this happening? And then I just think of, she's a younger soul than me. There's lessons that like, I can learn or teach or be a part of, or have you seen, there's this, um, tick, this guy on TikTok that's coming up on my for you page all the time where it'll be someone saying like, um, saying a story and then the person is realizing they've heard the story before. And then the person goes, Oh, did I tell this story before? And then the person listening realizes like, this is their love language is like sharing stories and being heard and listened to and laughed. And he's like, no, tell me again. Or like, there, it's like this guy who reframes situations oh, like that where like cute. things that would annoy you, you just realize is like how the person is asking to be loved. That's my father. Yeah. Like <laughs> I've learned a lot more recently, like little shit like that. I, when you frame it in that way, you're just like, they're just fucking human. They're just learn whatever. Like if I could be a part of this lesson or if I can give you a little grace because that thing to go through is too hard for you. Fucking so be it. Let me give you the grace on it then. Seriously, dude. Like I, I love that you say that because it, it, it just reminds me of what we were just talking about. And like, I feel like you and I are both in 
good places in terms of like our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Is that absolutely. fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Because obviously we got shit with work and, you know, there's other stuff. Yeah. But like I feel like in the personal life, like we're in a good space. Pretty fucking and like, good. I don't know. I feel like I'm like pretty – I'm floating. Yeah. I'm floating right now. Yeah. And sometimes I think about that when I see people who are like so angry. And again, I don't mean this in a condescending way. But like when I just see people who are so angry or who are so like caught up in – the like, I'm so mad at this person. I'm so mad. Ugh, I'm just like, I feel so bad for you. Just like get over it. Well, because you know what it is? It's like we're not taught that forgiveness isn't about the other person. Forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person, babes. Like it forgiveness really is only about us. And if we're experiencing that like anger or resentment and it feels bad and we don't like it, like sometimes it gets to the point where it feels good and you're like hurt wants to latch on to other hurt. And mm-hmm. like, if you're able or in, in the place to recognize that cycle and you're like, this is not serving me. I don't like this feeling you forgive someone because it, it releases you of your emotions and you release complete attachment to the outcome of how they meet that expectation. Like forgiveness means nothing about them accepting it, them, you know, showing that they learned from the, from the situation. None of it. Forgiveness is purely for you to give someone else grace so that you can thrive in your highest fucking vibration and other people's behaviors do not, they're not allowed to get to dictate our emotions. You know what I mean? And I'm like really embodying that. I think because I feel like I'm still in such a magic dark with work and I still feel like we have a lot of stuff that's on the horizon that I totally see coming through for us, but it's just kind of stressing me out right now. I feel like that, that rest and ease I've been talking about for so long and this like resting and like awareness and joy and not chasing the thing. Cause you know, it'll like part of that exercise has helped me also realize like resting in this joy means like whatever outside circumstances that people impact me with mm-hmm. don't get to actually impact. Like I get to choose what I take in from that or not. I'm making a lot of hand motions because okay, I feel, things. I feel it energetically. So I feel like I'm making a lot of motions to describe it. Does it make sense? Yeah. And you as should be okay. okay. Three things. Okay. Now that you said hand motions. <laughs> okay. Number one, not <laughs> me taking notes. Yeah. yeah. Taking notes of the timestamp because I was the most, I was like, that's a TikTok right there. Really? Bitch. Oh, good. It made sense then. Okay. Oh, good. That was beautifully said. Number two, um, <laughs> it really just got me thinking about how great our podcast is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. But let me tell you why that's true because we don't like, Without a dedicated space to verbalize this with someone, like a coach or a therapist or like a dedicated accountability buddy to verbalize these and draw those patterns and connections, like I don't know that we would have gotten this level this quickly. Oh, this is like therapy. No, but I'm saying it in the sense of like there's – I was talking about it recently with someone and we were saying how their ex has a podcast that's like not similar to ours, but like it's just they have a podcast and like they sometimes talk about like self-care. Okay. and it got me like so defensive about ours because yeah. I was just like, oh, our podcast, like, I'm sorry. How I said before, I'm not being condescending. Like, and now I'm throwing shade at people. Like, I, <laughs> there, it's just, Balance. I see so many podcasts on TikTok or whatever that like, whether it's women or like, God forbid men, like just talking into a microphone of like, yeah. And then I just like, you know, I like did this and I did this type of work and I like put on this face mask and I like, you know, it's just like, you got to be confident. Like you just got to be confident. Like it's just bullshit. And it like infuriates me. And so sometimes when I feel like Meadow and I've been workshopping, like the way that we describe our podcast to people, because we feel like it didn't do it justice. And this is a perfect example of it is like, I feel like unless people listen, like how Aaron's friend listened and told you, like, it literally sounds exactly how it sounds like when we're hanging out together. They don't know. 
because like that's why I get defensive where I'm like, no, we're a mental health and like personal development podcast, but like you don't get it. It's our relationship. <laughs> For like people that aren't on Patreon, Aaron's friend came over and we all went out and got drunk and came home and he was like in his cute little drunken bliss explaining to me because he's hung out with Gabby before has been like, oh, I listened to two episodes and I was like, oh, this is literally just hanging out with them. Like, this is just being in a room with these two fucks. So that just got me <laughs> thinking about, because that was so fucking beautifully said. And I was just like, these fucking people just don't even know the insight they're getting when Meadow opens her mouth. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. It's very true. And then number three. It's true. Number three that I thought of, and I'm shocked and horrified that I remembered all three of these in this go. No, that that's how another ode to how good we're getting at this. Getting yeah. At this? yeah. So who knows? When you were saying that you were making so many hand movements, it got me thinking of something that I wanted to talk to you about too. Cause we always talk about like teaching this to like kids and like the way that they mm-hmm. talk about it in schools and things. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me that like, there's just, there's so many ways to move through things and there's so many ways to conceptualize things and there's people digest information in such different ways. Mm-hmm. And I am like a very visual person and I like to picture things in my brain in different ways. And I was talking about it this weekend with someone of like moving through feelings. And the way that I look at things is like, yes, it's amazing to be leveling up, but we don't need to constantly be leveling up. Like Mm. every single day is not a journey of like, how much better can I get today? Like this whole like be 1% better. Like fuck that shit. Shut up. Yeah. Sometimes we can just be disgusting and like just Mm -hmm. wallow in our own psychosis. And sometimes we go backwards. Sometimes we go upside down. It's not linear. Yeah. Like we shouldn't expect it to be because then you're setting yourself, whatever, keep going. Exactly. But basically like I just, I look at healing that way. And sometimes the way that I was describing it to this person was they were telling me about a situation where they have done so much self-work, but there's like this one thing that like has been too difficult to like tap into Mm. and and move through. Mm -hmm. And I basically said it to them. I was like, the way that I look at it is like, all of these different things manifest in our bodies in different locations. And that's something that my acupuncture has really helped me of like, where are you feeling this? Like, how is, how is this like emotional pain manifesting into physical pain? My sister would lose her body right now. Uh huh. And so I was telling him, I was like, find where that is. Like close your eyes, like pinpoint it. And I was like, in every move that you're making when you're talking about it and working through it, I was like, picture it like literally getting a little bit less sticky. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little bit less like stuck to whatever piece of your body mm-hmm. it's like latched onto. Mm-hmm. And eventually one day it's like you're going to do enough work or you're going to get to a place where you're like, okay, today is, it doesn't feel so sticky. Like let's maybe like tap into a little bit mm-hmm. and then you're going to do it and you're going to do that work. And then one day it's just going to like be unstuck and just like float away. Because the more and you head in, the easier it is to see how to release that mm-hmm. and like create that space around it and have it not stick to the hard stuff. And that visualization, I think, was really helpful for him from, like, what he reiterated to me. Yeah. And that visualization is really helpful for me, and I hope it can help other people of just, like – So I, it has nothing to do with what you were just talking about. But it no, was it just does, in the sense though. of, like, you were using your hands because you were, like, I just feel like it's only natural and, in what I'm talking about. And it does because I, I think this is where people would label us woo-woo with emotion and personal development because, to me, it – it is, this is what part of Reiki is. Like it is, mm-hmm. it is energetic and feel. That's why I feel like I have to move my hands because it feels like an energetic body. Like if you read Eckhart Tolle, like your inner self, your inner soul, you have feelings in there. Like you, there's physical, why do you think we're in a physical fucking meat suit? It's because we yeah. can like feel through and move through these things in such a beautiful, unique way. And when you learn to not 
disassociate from your body, but like go inward to that deeper body, like not mm-hmm. your meat suit, but go deeper to that inner body and those feelings and learn how to like work. That's like the fucking secret sauce that no one wants to talk about because everyone labels it woo woo, which is funny when the fucking, I was just telling my sister that CAA document that came out that just got published about astral projection and self-hypnosis. Like, I don't, it's, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real it thing. Is, and if it, it doesn't, if it doesn't mean anything to you, sure, move on. But if you ever do feel something sticky or you ever do feel that way, like maybe think about it in terms of energy. It just, it offers a new perspective that also really helps you not over-intellectualize from two girls that fucking over-intellectualize everything. Like when you move into that feeling space and out of the mind space, that's also how you're more easily able to, to move through something because you're not going to heal it just up here. There's so much more. This is what I read in Eckhart Tolle literally last night. There is so much more infinite wisdom in being and the power of presence and like the universe than there is anything you can solve in your mind. He was like, it's the difference between like a stream and an ocean or whatever the fucking analogy was. But it's like, you're not going to figure it all out being here. You're going to figure it all out, like being present, being grounded and like integrating it all, you know? Gorgeous transition because Meadow, if you're comfortable sharing this, is like a really good really good at reading tarot oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. and i'm just gonna like thanks for know. saying that because i've read other people's tarot like five times but i read my own and it's uncanny yeah like i'm gonna just blow up your spot like you're good at it like Thank i you. knew that you'd be good at it but then she read my tarot in miami and yeah it was great and that one of the happened in a week yeah and one of the things that you said to me was moving from head to heart and it was about that concept. And it's so true. It's like, and this is something that they teach at Hoffman, which like, <laughs> put a dollar in the jar. Yeah, literally. Um, Make a drinking game out of it. Yeah, But literally. drink water because it's way too hot. Yeah. And I talk about it way too much. So <laughs> constantly drunk. But we talk about like separating all like the, they call it like a quad check. And it's like your quadrinity. And it's like your intellect your emotions, which is like your inner child, your body, your physical body, and then your spirit. And it's like Mm. separating all of those, which is like your highest self. Mm -hmm. And we do like a little practice at the end of all of like our meditations and guided things, visualizations that you like think each each one of them. Mm -hmm. And separating them is so helpful because you you separate your ego out of it and you can hear your ego and your intellect like screaming you because your intellect and your emotions like they're never gonna they're not aligned they're not yeah. aligned they're, they're not aligned. and like in some ways like they're there it's there to protect you like your intellect yeah. is there to protect you and keep, like fight or flight and all these and things put stories to those emotions so you can like rationalize mm-hmm. them and still feed off like mm-hmm. wanting that yep uh-huh but being able to like get to a place where you can literally separate them like and I can see it like how we were talking about in Dana's episode like the little tower over our heads like mm-hmm. I see that where I'm like okay I'm gonna move you here it's like Tetris like I'm gonna move you here yes. I'm gonna move you here I'm gonna move you here I'm gonna move you here I've been doing that a lot with moving from head to heart and I like really had that cool experience this weekend and I like said that to the person that I was with and like it it's just it's really Mahal just had a panic attack, so we stopped. Speaking of take a shot, every time Mahal has to say hello, our third unofficial co-host. She just has a lot to say. She's got a lot on her mind. Um, We were talking about moving from head to heart. Yes. And you being a tarot queen. I am a tarot queen. I'm Dude, I love it. I'm getting into, and I know, okay, whoever, it was either on DM or Patreon, and I think it was on DM, and whoever asked us to go do an episode about like the spirituality side 
of self-worth and mm-hmm. why can I not say self-worth and self-work today? I keep, that's gotta be a Freudian slip. I'm working through something cause I've done that twice already, but chakras and tantra and tarot and all this kind of like spiritual side of mm-hmm. healing. We are absolutely going to make an episode about that soon because you and I have both been exploring that deeper and deeper recently. And every time yeah. I'm with my sister, she makes me think of it because she's very similar to your acupuncturist approach. We do need to do it. It's just one of those things where the procrastinator in me is like, that's just a topic that I have so much to say about that like feels heavy and it feels sticky and I just don't feel like doing it. And it feels <laughs> deeply personal. Super. Feels very deeply personal. So like personal. if you asked us, we're going to do it. It's just taking a second. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's why it's taking a second because we're still working through it. <laughs> so we come hopefully with insights. Oh my God. For bucket real. Mm, you know what I wanted to talk about? Tell me. I wanted to talk about, I'm pulling out my notes because as I'm saying it, it's slipping away slowly but surely. Trusting your gut. Mm. Moving from head to heart, move down to that fucking solar plexus too. Uh And not allowing other people's judgments to impact your decision making. Mm. Say more things. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Give her a microphone. (laughs) Literally. Um, Basically, I am seeing someone. And I said it on Patreon. I'll say it Sound here. Sound the alarm. I'll say it here too. I am. I normally am really weary of talking about like when I'm actually seeing someone because I'm like, oh, if it doesn't work out, then I feel like an idiot. Which is if you listen to our first episode ever, if thoughts may vary, which like don't, but like if you want to, I basically said the whole episode where I'm like, I feel so dumb. I feel so dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm over it because here's the thing. Even if this ends today, tomorrow, the next day, in a month, six years, never, like it's going to still be a beautiful experience because mm-hmm. this has been a really cool experience with this mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. Um, and for me. So I'm fine talking about it in that way, but I am going to be very, as of right now, this might change, but as of right now, I'm very protective over it. So like what I'll share is limited, but in terms of Patreon. like tea. Yeah, but in terms of like tea, like yeah, yeah, even yeah, on Patreon, sure. it's going to be limited. Sure. But well, also there is no tea because it's been beautiful. Great. <laughs> yeah. But this has been a very good test of how much do you trust your instincts? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I feel like I And you were on careful. You. I was careful. I feel like I lean on you because I trust you so much. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like that didn't take away from my instincts because even our initial conversation, I still kind of like did the opposite. <laughs> and I I feel like I I... I, at least I try to be careful of telling you like, what's my opinion and my experiences versus like how you like to move something. Cause I don't ever expect it to be the same. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we go back and forth. Like I'll be like, well, here's what it's like for me, but it just you know? really gave me like a really good flashback to the type of person that I was four years ago mm-hmm. where I couldn't make a decision without consulting every single one of my friends. Not because I didn't, I mean, yeah, a lot of times I didn't trust myself, but also because I just didn't want to upset people. People pleasing. I didn't, I didn't want to piss people off. So I wanted mm-hmm. them to all be like in on, board. on my decision. Mm-hmm. And this has was just such a test of that. Not in the sense of like that it would piss people off at all, but like just in the sense of like, I mean, dating is so personal mm-hmm. and we find so many things wrong with people and we just live so like dating is you're so in your ego in the beginning. 
And the and culture, like, I mean, how often do we talk dance? about like dating TikTok culture and the way what people I'm saying. like, yeah, like it's just too, it's just too much. It's like you find so many things wrong and you find this, you find that. And it's just like, and you I ask for feel... too many opinions from people that are projecting their own fears onto you that have nothing to do with your circumstance. Yeah. It basically just reminded me of the person that I was and made me really grateful of the person I am now slash the people that I have around me. Because I remember I was talking about it with a friend and she looked at me and she stopped me and she was like, I don't understand why you're defending yourself to me. Mm. She was like, you owe us nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I trust you. I know that for every question I have, you have 25 more. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're happy, I'm sure he's awesome. Like, I'm sure it's great. Like, why are you defending yourself? Why are you mm-hmm. defending the fact that you like someone this much? Mm-hmm. That was also the thing too, is it freaked me out how quickly I was starting to like feel feels. Right. And that's kind of what I was defending. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't understand why you're defending this. Like, amazing. <laughs> Like, great. Like, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, and it just, it's so it, good when friends see past your shit. I just wanted to talk about it on the podcast, not to be like, I have the best friends ever, or like, wow, I've done so much work, but just from more of a perspective of like, please do the work. Because as someone who like has done it and is still doing it, like, I never thought I would be in this place. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I want everybody to feel what I feel in the sense of like the the confidence that I have with my judgment. Mm -hmm. I was listening to something today that reminds me of that. You can approach patterns in two ways. You can approach it like, dude, this is my fucking pattern. I have integrated stuff. Like I'm going to be this way till I'm 90 and this is what I'm working through. Or you can approach patterns like you are on the edge of breaking them at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And like when you think about it that way and you lean into that perspective and then can start asking yourself things like, why does my trauma have skill sets? What, what, where in this pattern has this served me in the past? What is it? How is it helping or hurting me now? What's my, what would happen if I let it go? Well, what happens if people perceive me? Like when you just keep asking yourself that and you were, it's just, it, when you give yourself the freedom to not attach yourself to your personality or your behaviors or your patterns. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that you have to, to like fully fucking disassociate into the abyss because we're on a material plane for a reason. But when you give yourself that power to not be attached to it and break those cycles, my God, do you find such a truer version of yourself? Like you feel like such a truer version of yourself that you've been seeking internally for so long. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that because you found someone. I mean it because like finding someone showed you how you're embodying that in such a new way. Yeah. And I mean, for people listening who are... First of all, that was synthesized beautifully. Second of all, for people who are listening who like may feel like outcasts from their family, like mm-hmm. we were talking about this and he said it to me kind of, and he was like, and this is no shade on my family, but like he kind of was like, yeah, yeah, you probably feel like an outcast because you're the only one that's brave enough to actually be yourself. Exactly. And that's, that that's one some hit. real shit. That's Guys, some real I shit. really feel like I have things to say, but my brain is working at half capacity and I feel like the way it's coming out sounds so stupid. So I'm so grateful. Oh my God, not at all. You're on your shit right now. Like you're synthesizing things like a G. Well, you're giving me all the, all the good ideas. I'm just telling you how I relate to them. Like I literally feel so tired. <laughs> I feel so tired too. Let me tell you, because I, first of all, I was very inspired by your Patreon post talking about active Sundays, because I think reframing the way I approach nice. my weekend is going to change my anxiety. Cause if you let mm. yourself have a free day Saturday, and then you go into Sunday as the like cleaning errands, grocery shopping day, you're, you're already in that mindset of Sunday scaries, as mm. opposed to getting all the like tasks or errands or personal to do's that we leave for the weekend on Saturday. And then on Sunday, rather leaning into the Sunday scaries, you just lean into ease and enjoy mm. the last day and bliss out for like, I 
think that's such a beautiful approach and I cannot wait to implement that. And that obviously did not happen this weekend because my family was in town and hosting people is just always tiring. I just interacted with too many people. I swear to God, I'm a true introvert now. I used to be the most extroverted person I know. And now I'm around other people and I, I would like nothing more than to be alone for the next four days. That's how I am. Truly. If, oh God, it feels such an extroverted introvert. Exactly. Same. I haven't done my Myers-Berg in a while, but I bet it would be different. I just, God, I don't know why I'm so fucking tired. You had a big weekend too. I mean, I did have a big, I didn't really stop, but I didn't really do much. Lots of emotions. Even when they're good, it's tiring. Period. I had my period. My period really came with a vengeance. It's about to be the full moon. Oh my God, you guys, bad news. Mercury's going to Maybe that's why I can't talk. I can't even. Remember last Mercury retrograde when I was like talking shit on it? Cause I was like, people blame the planets for a lot of things. And hey, I love zodiac signs. We all know this. We talk about it all the time. We ask our big threes. Like, I love making sense of things, but I, I used to be such a Mercury retrograde hater because I was like, take accountability. And then last Mercury retrograde, I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> I've never been. And it's about to happen it. again for the month of September. But you know what? I did a lot of um, YouTube tarot videos that we love so much. And everything that they were saying was so on the money for me. It's not even, you know, when they like pull cards and they're associated with different signs, there was like three different versions of a Libra card and a Sag card. And I was like, oh my God, this is screaming at me. And I think basically this next month is going to have a lot of, a lot of growth and challenges that I stay really grounded and present for. And I think by October, which is my birthday month, I'll like, I'll, I'll be, I think this is like my last magic dark month. That's that's the message that I've been feeling recently. I want that for you. And once again, I always mean well, this whole period and time of that has only been professionally working through a lot of different things and ideas and next steps and growing and long term. Like personally, mm-hmm. I'm fucking chilling, <laughs> which is kind of a fun place to be in because it's like you can stress about one aspect of your life and then, you know, also realize that that's only one part of me and it doesn't define me at all. It's nothing to do with anything. And I can integrate myself somewhere else. It feels really nice. Cause I'm not as I'm not as scared. Yeah. That's the key. As I used to be to do things. And I think when you when you're willing to drop, I mean, everything we do or every people please, every fucking thing we do comes back to fear. And when you're willing to be like, what would I do if I didn't have that fear? Or if I didn't care, or if the worst case scenario came true and I didn't care about what happened. You know oh, what I'm I mean? really doing it. I saw a meme that I have screenshotted on my phone. Because <laughs> I'm going to post it in a roundup. And it says... Let's see. The traumatized urge to jump to conclusions instead of asking for more information. God fucking literally damn Literally me. I, don't it's tell me that. literally yeah, me. Yeah. And I do it all the time. And I'm doing Dragging it all, of us. all the time. And I pull myself out of it all the time. And let me just tell you, it's been really refreshing to be around someone that like in relationships at least like gets the trauma and is also like just like bulldozing through preconceived notions. Yes. <laughs> and it's like when we say bulldozing, we mean like like running through your aura with a thing of bubbles. <laughs> it's like bulldozing and like the most gentle, kind, loving. It's like, it's fucking incredible. And that's why they're able to burst down every no, door. Because really they're like approaching it in such a beautiful way. I manner. won't lie. I don't know how much longer I can talk. <laughs> I'm so tired. No, I'm done. I can't talk anymore. I can't talk anymore. Let's go. Guys, I'm so, I'm so, so tired. Sweaty. I'm so sorry. I'm so this sweaty. Is a great recap. Recap? Yeah, I said that right. Yeah. Yeah. You got three days until you realize what the fuck we've been talking about for All right. Hour, ciao so. for now. Um, thank you for listening. You will be hopefully happy, like Meadow said, in three days. I hope it actually does launch on that third day. I think it will. 
as you know, here on TMV, we live on a sliding scale. <laughs> time is made up. Time is a construct. That was the birthday card Gabby gave. Did you give me that card? Or did Maddie, Maddie? You Maybe gave me I time did. as a construct. I don't One know. Of you. you both, you guys, last year, you both gave me the funniest cards in the entire fucking world. Yeah. I think I gave you two peas and a fucking But we really embody that. Year. That's what you gave me. All right. She gave me time as a construct. Which I'm really fucking so excited for you guys to see what's happening. Tune the fuck in if you're not following on socials. Follow us there. We have insanely good behind the scenes that's going up on Patreon. So be sure to sign up for Patreon. Thank you in advance for all the support and love. And rate and review. Ciao for now. Hit the bell if you're on YouTube. <gasps> yeah. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Mary podcast <laughs> every Monday. <laughs>